This is Red FM's News Extra, Cork's brand new daily news podcast. It's Monday lunchtime. I'm Jamie O'Hara with Red FM's daily news podcast. The National Immunisation Advisory Committee will discuss whether the gap between the first and second doses of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines can be extended. It's hoped the move could increase the number of people who get a first dose in the coming weeks. This is how we reported that story earlier today. We'll find out this week if there's going to be a change to the way the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are administered. Public health officials are considering extending out the weeks beyond the current four to get more doses into people. It comes after the Taoiseach said shops and hairdressers could reopen from next month. Professor of Health Systems at DCU Anthony Staines is concerned this is too optimistic. I think it might be. I think we're going to find out. Numbers are clearly going up and down and up and down very slowly. Now, they've come down yesterday. They're, they're staying around three, 400 f- for most of the last two weeks. So they are coming down, but they're coming down very, very slowly. A man is due in court in Dublin following the death of a woman at the weekend. This is how we covered that story in our morning bulletins. A man is due in court this morning charged with the death of a woman in North Dublin. Mother of two, Jennifer Poole, was stabbed at her home in Finglas on Saturday. Stephanie Rohan has this report for Red FM News. 24-year-old Jennifer Poole was attacked at her home in Melville Drive in Finglas at around 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. She was taken to Connolly Hospital in Blanchestown where she was pronounced dead. A man in his 20s was arrested in connection with the fatal stabbing on Saturday. He was brought to Finglas Garda Station for questioning and was charged in the early hours of this morning. He's due before Blanchestown District Court at half past 10. Tributes have been paid to Miss Poole, a mother of two young children with her local GAA club Erin's Isle, saying they're shocked and sad at her death and she'll be remembered fondly. A GoFundMe page has been set up to help cover the cost of Jennifer's funeral and to support her family. Catch up on Cork with our new daily news podcast, Red FM News Extra. I'm Rory on Sport and the draws for the Munster Senior Football and Hurling Championships have taken place. In the Hurling Championship, Cork will face the reigning Munster and All-Ireland Champions Limerick in the semi-final with Tipperary facing the winners of Clare versus Waterford. In the football quarterfinals, Kerry will face Clare while Waterford will take on Limerick. Cork will play the winners of that Waterford versus Limerick game with reigning champions Tipperary awaiting the winners of Clare versus Kerry. Twelve of Europe's leading football clubs, including six from England, are to join a new Super League competition. Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United, Spurs, Liverpool and Man City have become founding members of the new midweek competition, which could start as early as August. In a statement, the Super League says they want to deliver the best outcomes for football as a whole and are looking forward to discussions with UEFA, who've condemned the tournament, as well as FIFA. The plans have been widely criticised by fans and governing bodies. Cork's Roy Keane reacted angrily when talking about it on Sky yesterday, saying the clubs involved are motivated solely by greed. It does come back to greed. Obviously, we've seen new ownerships come into the English game, buying premiership clubs, championship clubs, League One clubs over the last, what, 10, 15, 20 years. And it is, I, I agree, it's just greed. That's the only word I would use to describe it. Nothing but greed. They, they, they couldn't care less about the, the football supporter who works hard and supports their club. And um, money, it's just down to money. On the field tonight, Leeds United host Liverpool. That kicks off at 8pm. A win for Liverpool will see them up to fourth place. 
The five biggest stories in Cork today. This is Red FM's News Extra. Talking about Cork Airport closing for the 12 weeks from September, reopening again in early December. I want to get the thoughts of Kieran, who's the A320 First Officer for Aer Lingus, based out of Cork. And he joins me by phone. Actually, he sent me a rather interesting email that I want to pick up. Kieran, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Just on that point, with regards to all of the staff at the airport and all of the service staff and the various staff members for the different airlines. Are they all on a pandemic payment now, do you think? Not quite sure. With Ryanair, there's a lot of um, workers that would work on contracts. Those contracts would, just wouldn't be renewed. Um, there's a lot of staff that uh, working at the airport and the shops and the duty-free. Um, they would be on the PUP, I, I would imagine. Um, but, I mean, the long-term effects of this, you know, with the pandemic and now the, the runway closing, it, it's going to be... Uh, devastating to, to the airport, to the region, to the people that work work at the airport. Um, the connectivity into Cork is, is going to be seriously reduced and it will take a considerable amount of time to even start to repair the damage that's going to be done. I mean, this work that has been done in, on the runway, uh, it, it does need to be done. There's, there's no two ways about that. Um, and there's two options. You, you shut the airport and do it in, in 10, 10, 12 weeks. Or you take an approach where you, you do the work gradually over the course of 12 months. There's a story in the Star this morning, just a couple of paragraphs from it. Uh, the government admitting it will take several years for airports to return to normal. The Star this morning, uh, Jumbo Karen says, a record 38 million passengers passed through Cork, Dublin, Shannon, Knock and Kerry in 2019. It's 80% down now. There's 140,000 aviation workers from ground staff to air crew in danger. Uh, they say that some pilots have applied for jobs as fruit pickers to try and pay their mortgages. And he said some of them have gone from 200 grand a year to a pop payment. All of that true? That's all correct. Look, our, our whole situation here hinges around. It's imperative that the government starts to listen to us. And I was on here, here before, and I think what I said to you is that you know, if the government don't, don't do something or listen to what we're trying to tell them, we're going to be having this conversation in a number of weeks again, and here we are. There's, there's, there's a whole host of, of, of reasons why the government aren't doing anything. And, for example, there's a report called the Ferguson Report. That report is uh, been commissioned by the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, and he has appointed a board or a, a member group to review this report, and it's about antigen testing, and it's important in, along with PCR testing, but it's important to identify outbreaks, to use it in schools, universities, workplaces, and also for, for travel to get the economy up and running again. Yeah, but we'll have a vaccine passport for that, right? Well, here again, a vaccine passport, it's not a vaccine passport. And this is, this is crucial to identify this. A vaccine passport implies that it, a vaccine is required for travel and the holder must be vaccinated. So what, what is there is a digital green certificate, which is, which is slightly different to that. And the vaccine passport can discriminate against people because you may not, you may have children that you want to go on holidays with, but you can't vaccinate them. Now, the digital green certificate, what that demonstrates is that you have been vaccinated, you have recovered from COVID-19, and it gives you a, um, a test result, positive or negative, for a PCR test. Now, that will facilitate um, the freedom of travel again within the EU, and the EU Commission have, have come out and said that, well, you know, it's going to be passed, I think, at the end of this month, towards 28th of April, that all members must participate in this digital green certificate. And that will be vital to the recovery of aviation 
hospitality and tourism. Get the Red FM News Extra podcast wherever you get your podcast or on redextra.ie.